0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Lasso, Talking Ted with Jess and Logan. I'm Logan. And I'm Jess. And we're back after a week off. Woo! Yay. That was another unplanned break because I didn't have a voice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to podcast if one of us can't speak.
0: <laughs> and it's so, it's so weird because I'm still not 100%. Like I'm still very like congested and I don't know what it is.
1: There's been, like, so much stuff like that going around. I'm blaming allergies personally, but, like, every person I know feels like is battling something.
0: I mean, it could be. Just uh, the weather's so weird right now because Mm -hmm. it's, like, 30 degrees at night Mm -hmm. and 85 degrees in the afternoon. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I feel like we live in, like, Arizona. (laughs)
1: Yes. That's exactly what it feels like, actually. I I did college in Arizona, and that's that's how it was. You can get used to it, but for us, this only happens like, I don't know, like a few months out of the year, and I think it just messes with everybody's sinuses, to be honest. Yeah.
0: It's like everything will just be almost dead by the time the sun comes up in the morning, and then it's like blooming, and my body's like, no. I know. And I, I'm I'm stubborn. I refuse. I take my allergy meds, but I refuse to like if I'm, I'm if I'm doing cardio, like just walking or jogging or whatever. I refuse to do it inside on a treadmill. I'm just like, no, I'm gonna be outside. So I
1: get that. I hate running on a treadmill.
0: I, well, I I'm uh, like pigeon toed? Is that what you call it? Where your feet mm. kind of point outwards? So mm, okay. It's kind of painful for me to, like, turn them in and run, like, force them to be straight. Oh, So yeah. I, I, or walk that way. So I tend on a treadmill, the edges of my toes just hit the sides of the treadmill. And you, you could seriously mess yourself up yes. <laughs> if you, if you're, you know, going at a fast pace and, you know. You think you're stepping on the treadmill and you're not And the back of your foot catches it And then, you know, you're falling off the treadmill So mm, mm-hmm.
2: yeah,
1: um, gonna hurt
0: <laughs> Um All right Anyway, all of that I, I te- We're not even into the episode We're on a tangent So we're talking about season three Episode Three? Four? Shit, I forgot Three Three, okay uh it's entitled 451 that that that's what was tripping me up uh-huh. um
2: yeah i'm pretty which,
0: sure which uh <laughs> uh i'm going to be honest until my most recent rewatch did not know why it was called 451 um i get it now i paid attention <laughs> um because it's the the formation the, the zava formation
1: yes Yes, yes it is, oh my gosh, that's hilarious, I love it
0: (laughs) Um, We're going to spoil the episode, so if you're watching along with us And, you know, you didn't watch the episode, go watch it Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine you've waited this long (laughs) Right, yeah Um, But we won't spoil anything in future episodes, except maybe at the end So, if you make it that far, we might talk about what comes next after this episode but first, as I do, um, and I, I have a question and I feel like maybe we've talked about this before, but since it's such a thing in this episode, do you believe in psychics?
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> like not even like a little bit.
1: No. No. Nope. I think they're I think that the ones that truly believe that they have a gift are just so skilled and reading body language and like sub not like sub, almost like subconsciously reading people. You know what I mean? Like reading between like between the lines, like to a crazy level. I think anyone who purports to be like a real psychic and actually says they believe in it. It like kind of is like that. That's my personal opinion. Uh, I think most people employ it as a gimmick to scam people out
2: of their money. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, which, you know, I, I think that that's a pretty accurate assessment. I think I, I don't think I've ever been able to put it into words because I do believe that like I, I've seen it where people that like that they don't even know, can just look at somebody and be like, well, they're going like somebody. I would be like, Oh, it looks like they're having a rough day. And then they would be like, Oh no, they're having like a rough month. (laughs) Like this -hmm. this person is clearly going through something. And it really is just like you said, reading body language and like being kind of more uh, sensitive to that. Whereas most of us are just like, I I mean, I had to be dismissive, but most, most of the time we really don't care. You know, you yeah. ask most people how their day's going or how they're doing or whatever. And, and you don't care.
1: No. <laughs> so, and, and I think most people know that. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Even though you're yeah. having like the worst day of your life. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you know. Um, and then there are those people that pick, will just immediately pick up on that. Um, I guess it's it's like, they, it's empathic, but not in the like, ooh, I have superpowers kind of way. Um, yes um but yeah I'm I'm kind of with you there I've always been curious and wanted to do like a reading or like maybe tarot cards mm. just to see you know
1: yeah um I've done I've done tarot cards st- um before again be careful when and where you do it um I, I won't take us on too big of a tangent, but I they, they I have been in a situation before where they basically were using it to get people to stay in one place for long enough that others could kind of converge on a location um, to rob people. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, that was a close one. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. New Orleans post Katrina was, was an interesting place to be. Not, not too long yeah. after that
0: uh i i was there last year and a friend of mine wanted to do that and i was just like i don't want to do it here <laughs> like don't do it on the streets
1: there especially if you're even just slightly off the beaten path i think it's i mean it's changed a lot i mean it's it's been yeah, 15 years since i've been there but still
0: yeah um yeah i i think it's interesting that the show has like for it to be so grounded has done several I really kinda of once an episode done this like delving into like kinda of, sort of mysticism.
2: Mm-hmm. Like we had
0: the yeah. the, the ghosts in the, the the train or the was it the weight room or whatever.
1: It was yeah, and well it was like the old trainer's room, like yeah. the, where they're yeah, where they can get treatments and stuff.
0: And then I feel like there was something in season two and I can't put my finger on it. Anyway doesn't matter it's it's funny that this show is so so grounded and like and especially this this isn't like a one-off thing this becomes a ongoing I don't think that's spoilery because it like it just becomes this ongoing thing that they kind of really lean into Mm -hmm. um, which is weird for this show.
1: It is weird, but I did – I'm, like, such a skeptic when it comes to this stuff, but I found it, it like, really engaging as a narrative device, if that makes sense. And I I also loved it because, like, Rebecca is coming from, like, my position, you know, and so I feel like that helps to watch – Another skeptic. And then all of a sudden, it's just like you kind of see things like start to fall into place. I just I really enjoyed it as a narrative device. And it was particularly interesting to watch on a rewatch because, I mean, I didn't watch this scene more than once, although I probably should have. But I like really paid attention to everything that was said,
0: especially when you go back and rewatch it, having seen the rest of the season. Yes. It's like, oh, wow. Like she's like. (laughs) calling shots. It's like Babe Ruth stepping up the bat and pointing at it. like, you know, I mean of course it's easy to do when you're writing the show, but exactly like and and it's it's non-specific enough that you could just dismiss it until you go back and rewatch it.
1: Agreed. And I did, in fact, the first time around. I was like, oh, this was just a fun thing to tie in that her mom you know, has always been seeing the psychic,
0: but yeah, it was, it yeah. was cool. Be- I mean, not to jump to them, but the, like the big thing in the episode is like the green matchbook and it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, yeah, but calling somebody and just saying like, oh, I see a green matchbook, like, okay, you know, it's weird because like it's modern and like who the hell carries matches anymore, Um True. but It's also not out of the realm of like uh, she's she's posh she she goes to a lot of like fancy places and they would have stuff like that because that's the kind of thing that uh, a very fancy place would still have um, Mm -hmm. because it's an expenditure that makes you look cooler. And you're just throwing away money because it's going to either wind up in the garbage in somebody's trash bin, in somebody's junk drawer, or <laughs> you know.
1: Well, you can see an... she has a junk drawer of her own of matchbooks. Yep. I'm not we... going to lie, I use them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you a Oh god.
1: Oh, okay. No, no, To okay. no, no. light candles.
0: Oh, I I am such a uh like the uh the long nosed like. Click glider things.
2: I'm mean i like I'm those obsessed too.
0: with those things. But <laughs> like, I am keep... terrified of burning my, my fingers.
1: <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna lie. I keep misplacing them. And tonight, I wanted to light a candle because I don't know. I just it, I needed a different scent in the house. And for the life of me, can't figure out where I put the damn thing. So there was a matchbook sitting on top of top of the mantel. I was like. Perfect
2: (laughs) yeah yeah.
1: so yeah I used it it was there I lit my candle and I was very happy for a couple of hours
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's fair because like the the matches will have you know you can you know still use them in an emergency whereas my long-nosed lighter thing like I never really know when it's gonna run out and (laughs)
2: there's that too (laughs) (laughs)
0: um anyway all right so on to the episode um, it opens with Colin, uh, getting out of bed, and, I mean, immediately, you kind of just know what's going on, right?
2: hmm
0: I mean, th- there was, like, no doubt, like, oh, he has a roommate. It's like, oh, shit, we <laughs> just found out Colin's gay.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yep. Well, especially because, like, at the very, very first, you could, it might be kind of weird, like, you know how some some guys like sleep naked or say they do right at the very very beginning you could kind of think that's it but when he's getting out of bed and then he's like fully getting dressed and then he walks out of the kitchen I was like okay yeah here (laughs) there is no question what is happening right now so yes and the the reveal that I certainly never saw coming
0: yeah it was such a surprise and I'm not gonna lie like there's the confirmation at the end and for some reason that was the thing that was always stuck in my head was the last scene of the episode it's like oh that's yes. when we find out colin's gay and then i actually you know we we started season 3 and i hadn't rewatched season 3 so i started rewatching the episodes and i i actually managed to watch this one like three or four times and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like the first time I rewatched it, I was like, "Oh no, this is when you find out he's gay." Like I, I totally yeah. forgot about this.
1: Yeah, no the the bombshell of the. I mean, we'll talk about it, but like it, it's at the end of the episode, and it, the, we won't discuss the question right now unless you really want to. But it's like, what's Trent going to do with the information? That was my first thought when I
0: first. Yeah. It. Um. I I love i love him getting in his car and i love that the mantra is back that yes. i am a strong and capable man um and and it becomes this thing that means so much more over the next like four or five episodes as as in, in pertaining to colin because it seems so goofy when it was introduced in season two right because yeah. colin's such a goofy character <laughs>
1: He's such a goofy character, but he's definitely always, like, he's kind of, like, picked on a little bit, but, like, it, it always seems, like, kind of good-natured, but but that maybe he, I don't know, I've always felt like there was something, something else with him, but yeah, he's he's goofy, and he kind of was just, like, this background character until all of a sudden <laughs> they just sort of, like, thrust him into the limelight, which is, the, I think, the weird part about season three, is we get... A lot more backstory on every single character Throughout
0: the season Yeah and, and some of the characters I thought we Like Isaac becomes such a big player in season two And he really kind of takes a step back in season three
1: Yeah well, I guess they felt like he had his moment Yeah I don't know
0: I mean we get some stuff later But like he's mm-hmm. just not Super present I mean he's there It's just like he's not the main focus Of a lot of things He's He becomes this kind of guy who steps in And like adds this like button To a scene you know it's kind of like Kind of stupid But lovable you know
1: Yeah yeah that's a good way to put it
0: Um I love the callback of him Not being able to drive That car
1: <laughs> That did make me laugh
0: and uh, the the stop start of the, the intro music Where, it, you know, you just get that the, um, Whatever the name of that freaking late 90s pop song is That's playing at the beginning the, It's like the Wallflowers, right? Like out of my head or something like that I
1: can't even think of what song was playing now Of course, now that like you've mentioned it it just has completely left my head i'm like i don't even know i couldn't even tell you what song it is
0: i think it's called out of my head and i think it's the wolf no it's fastball not the wallflowers um they weren't one hit wonders but they only had a couple of um but yeah it's called out of my head it's just such a like early 2000s pop like it's like closing time or something Like nobody <laughs> yes. listens to this song anymore um, So it's just a weird pull um, But yeah th- That ends And the, the the Ted Lasso theme song starts up And then he smashes into the trash bin And it just immediately stops
1: <laughs> It's so funny I um, love that he can't drive that car It's like <laughs> too much car for him almost
0: And so then we get the beginnings of the Zava press junket after the opening music, which, you know, is kind of fun. But I'm with Rebecca, like, by the end of it, I'm just like, this is frustrating.
1: Yes. he
0: No, we don't want this guy.
1: Yeah, seriously. He is like on a whole other realm of existence, it feels like. It is. Yeah, this this episode was was wild to watch the first time around with Zava being introduced and then the way he was introduced. I mean, he's very godlike, very I don't know, Jesus-y, You know what I mean? Like I am the savior of of Richmond
0: kind of thing. Yeah. I I do like Ted's joke um when he comes in he was like he says something to the effect of like I'd hate, th- are we sure he knows where we're at? I'd hate for him to be in Virginia just waiting on us, which is <laughs> like such nobody sitting there is going to get that joke <laughs> because they, unless they just know U.S. geography, who the hell knows Richmond, Virginia? <laughs> like, unless you live in the U.S. <laughs> and close to Richmond, Virginia. It, um, <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, old Ted! He's always got his—he's—he's he's always got a good, good joke that no nobody, nobody's ever gonna get. I don't know if it was a good joke per se, but
0: it's—it's you know. it's not even it's like those dad kind of jokes. It's just like these references that are like—I mean, it's really just saying things to make himself laugh.
1: That's <laughs> mm. kind of what it feels like, yeah.
0: I love the bit in The Office, though. Where they're they're talking about what they're going to do with Zava and how they're going to, uh, like, they're talking about, like, we have too many players, somebody, one of our starters is going to have to be benched, um, and mm. everybody except Ted is, like, it, it's got to be Colin, because Colin is, uh, he calls him a uh, chameleon, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, like,
0: I think so. It's, I I think it's Roy he says he's a chameleon. He can adjust to anything, and I think mostly he just means that he's not egotistical in the way that maybe even Danny is egotistical. Like right. so, benching him is not going to set him back like mentally. I
1: gotcha. Yeah.
0: Um, and they they come up with not the ultimate uh, four five one. But it's uh it's like uh Jamie and uh Zava are the they is it the strikers am I getting that right Up uh, front? yeah,
1: yeah, they had
0: so the in the office um we've got like them discussing like how they're gonna place everybody, and then it devolves into uh Julie Andrews discussion. <laughs> which is, I almost asked you. I was like, I don't want to like. I don't know if you're familiar with a lot of Julie Andrews' work. I almost that was almost a question. Like, what's your favorite Julie Andrews performance? <laughs>
1: um, I I am familiar with a few of them, um, but pro- I and the of the two that I'm the most familiar with, which are Mary Poppins and The Sound of Music, I would. I would pick The Sound of Music. Um, they picked a deep cut that I did that I did not know she, that she had been in um, as one but of their. Which choices. one? The
0: Princess Diaries or Um. Uh, Eliza Doolittle.
1: Eliza oh. Doolittle. I didn't remember she was in the Princess <clears throat> Diaries either, She's, but. I so definitely the, yeah didn't
0: know Eliza. Me. Sorry, I kept cutting you off. I'm.
2: I'm oh, so bad fine. at
0: this. Oh no, you're <laughs> um, fine. It's just because, like, it was a thing that I know, and I'm just—I I get so amped up. I'm like, "Ooh, ooh, I know what they're talking about." <laughs>
2: um,
0: Eliza, the Eliza Doolittle is, uh and Ted brings it up in the episode. It's only her singing mm. because it's um, uh, God, what's her name playing Eliza Doolittle? Uh, she became like the princess of Monaco or whatever. Um. I have absolutely no idea. Oh, God, why am I drawing Audrey Hepburn? Right, oh, it's Audrey yes. Hepburn playing Eliza Doolittle, but they didn't want her to sing, so they dubbed Julie Andrews singing over the top of her. Gotcha. Okay. Which is such a weird thing to say. Yeah. Like. Yeah. My Fair Lady. Yeah. There we go. Like, why is? Like, that's that's literally just her in a booth singing. Like, she's not giving the real performance in the movie. Um, but, That'd yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I've never seen The Princess Diaries. So. Really? I can't really. Yeah. I I just saw The Sound of Music for the first time, like. Well, it's probably seven or eight years ago. But for me to have gone 35 plus years of my life. <laughs> Wow. And never watched The Sound of Music. As somebody who loves musicals, it's weird that I had never seen that movie.
1: Yeah. That's really surprising to me. It's one of those, it was one of my mom's favorite, and I think it was also, like, her mom's favorite or something. It's, like, I, there, there's not a, a Christmas season that goes by that the, <laughs> this movie is not played, so yeah it is one I am very very familiar with and then of course Mary Poppins um
0: it's it's even weirder because I knew all of those songs i mean like, you,
1: you kind of can't not know the songs
0: it's, you know, i'm like i'm watching it like at 35 going like oh this is the how do you solve a problem like maria I'm like how do i know this song i have no idea where it came from <laughs>
1: That is funny. It probably makes less sense if you've never um, seen 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 the movie. I, yeah, I had forgotten she was in Princess Diaries, but you're right, she is. That's funny.
0: Uh, also, I'm with Ted. Like when I watched sound music for the first time, I'm like, "There's Nazis in this. What the fuck is this movie about?" <laughs> yes. I thought it was about a bunch of kids. Who's like dad, like very much like Mary Poppins, you know, like whose dad <laughs> just wasn't around or something. Um, like, no, oh like, no, <laughs> it's set in Austria in World War Two. Didn't know. <laughs> it was like, so awkward. Um, oh my goodness. So uh, then we get the guys in the locker room, like everybody's so excited for Zava and like how great Zava, I love Danny's like the first time I did this was with Zava's boots. He's like, the first time I made love was in Zava was to Zava's boots. And he, uh, somebody says, I think you mean in Zava's boots. And he goes, Oh no, no, I don't <laughs> like, okay, Danny. Yeah. That, that made me laugh. That took a, a little turn.
1: on the not expecting. It. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, well, that's fun. <laughs>
0: And, uh, like, everybody is so excited except Jamie, of course. Mm -hmm. So, um, which becomes, a like, the recurring theme of, like, the next few episodes, at least, is how unhappy Jamie is that he's not the superstar anymore.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No kidding. But do you think he... I do think he h- handles it like well in this episode. At the same time, you know what I mean? Yeah, I like. I just I like the way that he handles it, and I like the way how he's very like kind of nonchalant about it. He's like, "Oh, I don't know. I don't know how you guys are gonna feel about this once he's here." And so it's kind of funny.
0: Um. Yeah I, I i I really and we can talk about some more when we get to like some lighter Jamie stuff. Hmm. It really speaks to like where he started and where he's at.
1: Yes, exactly. And I think that's what I love about his character. I mean, he ugh, I just I love everything about his
0: character this season. Me too. So I, good. It, 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 this is a weird comparison. It because but it's because I rewatched The Office a lot. It mm. reminds me of like where we start with Michael Scott and mm. where we end up with Michael Scott. And, yeah. like, a lot of people would just be like, oh, well, they started writing him out of character, and I like to think of it more of, like, no, that, they were showing that, like, even though this guy was this way, um, like, he managed to still grow and become, like, he's still that person that he was, but he's not quite, like, so self-centered.
1: yeah. No, I think that's a really good comparison actually um it's It's a very similar character. I hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah, no,
0: I agree um, and so everybody decides to abandon the press conference because Zava has not shown uh, <laughs> which which gives us a really fun uh, two really fun uh Higgins moments. One, when he explains to Rebecca that uh, e-signings are valid contracts, but also Zava (laughs) didn't sign his name. He just signed, you're welcome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that detail. I was like, "Mm, okay, so kind of maybe a legal loophole here.
0: (laughs) I love that nobody noticed. (laughs) Like, you didn't look at the contract.
1: I mean that would be my first thought. Like why why wouldn't why wouldn't you look at that? Although I guess I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, what are you, what are you gonna do with like someone like that? It's not like they're gonna re-sign it, you know?
0: Yeah. Um I guess they would <laughs> just
1: have to like take him to court and, and hope that they could uphold the fact that it was his handwriting. Uh
0: then there's the moment where uh Rebecca convinces Higgins He's going to have to take over the press conference and basically tell people that Zava isn't showing up and he gets to the stand and he's like, welcome to the, uh, what, what's it? Is it the race course or whatever the field Dog is track, called? Dog track, I think. Dog track, that's what it's. Sorry. Because they're, race the, great, course is cause they're on, the
1: Greyhounds.
0: Yeah. The race course is what the Wrexham, welcome to Wrexham, that's what they call their grounds. And I've been uh, watching that a lot. So uh, a little, okay. little mixed up there. Um. And somebody in the crowd just shouts, who the fuck are you? (laughs) Which is so great.
1: And so true. (laughs) He's such like a behind the scenes person. I am not at all shocked that nobody has a clue who he is.
0: Which makes it even funnier when like literally five minutes later, they're all in Rebecca's office where Zava showed up. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's, there are biscuit crumbs all over your desk. I, I love that. <laughs> like, <laughs> she just doesn't clean her desk. Um, and then Here. he meets everybody. Um, like he has that weird thing with Ted, and uh, it it bothers me that Ted's so impressed with his bullshit.
1: Yeah, it kind of bothers me too. I thought I thought that Ted, of all people, would would kind of see through it, but
0: yeah. Um, but then he calls uh when he meets Higgins, he does the whole like head-to-head thing. He's like, You are the glue. <laughs>
2: He's such a like, weird
1: character.
0: Um, so yeah, that you I was watching as they were airing. You were just like waiting to like binge them just because of your schedule and whatnot. And I think at this point, I and it's probably recorded on a podcast. I was saying <laughs> I do not know what the fuck is going on with this show. Yeah, I don't know where they're going with any of this. I don't know why we're doing this. I don't understand it.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely remember. I definitely remember you saying that. You're like, have you watched it? And I, I think, I, I think maybe I had watched the first episode. And you're like, I don't. I've watched three, and I don't know what's happening. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you're like nothing has happened. I was like, okay, fair enough. And I think, like, I think to what you were getting at is like nothing has happened to move like the store, not like the story forward and kind of the story forward in time, like with the games and stuff. Mm Because during this episode, we get a massive fast forward just naturally.
0: They have played one game up to this point.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So they've spent the first three episodes kind of resetting the stage almost and spending time with diff different different characters, I mean, we needed to kind of catch up with like Rory and Keeley. And so they got a little bit of time. and we needed to, I guess, reestablish what's going on with Ted and his n- non marriage divorce weird yeah. drama. And then then they started like focusing on like some of the players and then Trent got brought in and then there's this then they like took a left turn and were like, oh, we have to have a ringer because we have to win. And they got so like Rebecca gets so caught up in all of the West Ham stuff, which I didn't realize until I'm rewatching it just how little we get of aside from really what the first episode of
0: and Rupert. For, for like three or four episodes, and that that was one of the things that was kind of bothering me in hindsight, I can see why they didn't want to spend a lot of time with Nate in West Ham because yeah. that was a version of Nate that people were extremely unhappy about yes, um, so I get why you don't want to dwell on it if you don't have to, but also this was a this was a character we'd watched. For two years. Who did something so drastic. That. We then spend. The first few hours. Of season three. The last season. Without any kind of. Like. Seeing it from his point of view.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It just, I mean just like little snippets. That kind of like reaffirm. Kind of There's like.
0: One his- scene with him. In this episode, and he doesn't even speak.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: That's uh, true. I, one scene with Rupert, which is fun, because it's Rupert being frustrated and <laughs> yelling "fuck it" in front of his child.
1: Oh yeah, I know. I mean, Rupert, Rupert. I don't really care if we spend all yeah. that much time with him, but just the they they went to links to to bring them in into a more prominence, like in the story. And then it felt like Yeah, they spent the first few episodes Telling every angle Except for that story So I
2: so don't
0: know A friend of mine That I've been re-watching it with She put it into perspective Because she's been Her kids are really into soccer So she's been trying to Follow it
2: mm-hmm.
0: And So I guess there's a soccer player Still playing Messy. Who's like Okay, I was going to say Yes, I was like, this is Zava yes. yes, yes, that's what she told me She was like, it's, yes. it's messy they're, they're doing the messy stuff And I was like, I don't know who that is She was like, how do you not know who that is? I was like, I really follow soccer She was like, he's this guy that like everybody wants And he's a god of a player But also, he's a pain in the ass <laughs> like, And he's
1: also past his prime Which is why he's playing in the US Yeah But, yeah, Miami paid an arm and a leg, and they have Messi. And Apple, you know, also requires you to pay an arm and a leg if you want to see all of Messi's games. Fun fact. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And maybe that's why, on on the first time through, like, it didn't... It maybe bothered me less, because I I was like, oh, it's Messi. I was like, that's eerie timing, but...
2: (laughs) But yeah. it was
1: all kind of unfolding like at the same time, which was, which is the weird thing, because I think I don't think I think this had to have been written and produced before that all got finalized. But I could be wrong. I could have my timetables wrong.
0: But uh, the show has been uh, like Bill Lawrence, uh, who's an executive producer on the show. He weirdly has this ability to, it's not like the South Park guys, because they create that show in like eight days, so they can wait and like be as opportunistic with what's going on in the world as possible. This has to have a little leeway, but like if you go back and watch other Bill Lawrence shows, like Scrubs is a big one, Spin City,
2: mm, they're mm-hmm.
0: weirdly like prescient exactly they when they need to be. <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay, Lionel Messi signs with Inter-Miami and in MLS. This was written about on July 15th of 2023. There's news articles everywhere.
0: So as this season wraps up, we're, like the U.S. is seeing this exact thing happen.
1: Yeah, which I'm sure it had probably been rumored for at least a year before that. Yeah. So maybe that's why they caught onto that storyline. Or maybe they just thought... You know, like, what if, you know, one of these godlike players, because Messi's not the only one, he's just the only one still playing, but what if, like, Maradona had done that, or, I mean, it kind of be the same thing, like, Ronaldo, if Ronaldo had had done something like that, so, he's just <laughs> the only one, I think, still playing.
0: Weirdly, only names that I know, because they get brought up in an episode of The Office, that Idris Elba is in because everybody's trying to impress him <laughs> because they find out his character likes soccer.
1: Yes, I know. Is Ronaldo still playing? Oh, he's he's oh, he's about my age. He might still be playing JK.
0: Um, so yeah, when when she brought that up like at work when I had nothing to do, I Googled a lot of stuff and I was like, oh, okay. So I see kind of what they were doing, they were trying to address like issues like in the world of international football and you know and and that happens later with kind of not really spoiler the super league stuff um you know and i can see that now at the time i was watching this in march of this year i was just like what the fuck does this have to do with Ted and Nate and his marriage and all of that stuff? Like I, I I'm I want those stories. I don't care about this guy.
1: <laughs> I know. So I mean, I think they they did it, which is I still think a little weird, but as a plausible way to jump Richmond up the ranks, which they oddly yeah. do all within this episode.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, Zava addresses the team Which is a fun little Like, I love the the like Him and Roy just nodding at each other Like he's not gonna do the Like, I am mm-hmm. your god thing To Roy, because Roy will just headbutt him mm-hmm. um, And he, He's like, I'm gonna address The most important person in the room Where's the kit man? And then he tries to identify Jamie as the kit man <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I kind of loved This scene though, so like Say what you will. It's
0: yes. I I now I do. Then I didn't. But yes, I'm with you.
1: Oh, uh, see, I loved it because I think it showed that even though he's incredibly e- egotistical and he truly does believe that he is a soccer god among men, he is still acknowledging the people that help him to be the best that he can be. And so I just I liked that he that he did that because it's so opposite of how Nate was always treated as the kit man. And yeah. so I think Will has had been treated a little bit differently because he started under Ted, aside from the fact that Nate always treated him very poorly when he was um with Richmond. But I do I do like that they that he makes it a point to to call that out. But then then of course he turns it into like this like backhanded compliment. <laughs> he's like I was a ball boy when I was eleven and he's like
0: yeah. five <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I think my favorite bit in the whole, uh, in this whole scene is that Zava keeps stepping in front of Ted. Yes. It's so funny. And I I, I, I don't know, it just makes me chuckle every time. Um. He's such a
1: large man. Oh yeah. My God. I cannot get, <laughs> get over how big that dude is. I say that a lot, but he is huge.
0: When he goes into the office and he rearranges the board, it's just like <laughs> everybody in a cluster. Like like you're watching a little, uh, uh like an eight year old soccer game, and he's just out front. He's like, mm-hmm. "This is how we're gonna play." And he walks out, and uh Trent is just like, "He's very tall." <laughs> yes, yes, I
1: was like, yes. He is very tall man.
0: Uh. Um. So Rebecca, we we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. Rebecca goes to see the psychic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, specifically, she calls out your green matchbook, shite in nining armor, uh, which it is funny. Now it's even funnier later. Uh, <laughs> the thunder and the lightning. She's like, I see you, uh, you know, up against the thunder and lightning or something like that, which I feel is vague enough that it could be anything um and then she talks about her being like drenched and upside down which mm-hmm. um that's spoilers for future episodes uh the big thing though is w- rebecca gets frustrated and a little furious and is like you're a quack we can just tell my mom i did the whole session i'm leaving and before she leaves the the lady tells her you're gonna have a family and that's has been- a point of contention for her since season one, um, yes. And I mean, not to she's obviously older, and that's that's a tough thing. If you're older, you never had any children, and you want children. I, she I, rightfully so. She she calls she calls her she she swears at her. I don't remember what she says exactly. A fuck I don't remember if she was her a fucking bitch or, or something like that. She's very upset.
1: Yeah. Well she says um she's late, like, she said, I never said anything about my mom coming to see you because I thought you were harmless, but you're not. And yeah, kind of just um says about, you know, like implying like how much that, you know, she hurt her because she's of her prophecy or whatever yeah. that she Fully thinks can't come true.
0: Yeah. Um, Because I I mean. They've never addressed it. Directly. But they've walked around it. About the fact that. Rupert always said he didn't want children. So they never had children. And now. She's gotten older. She's less likely to have children. And Rupert now has a baby. With his very young new wife. Mm -hmm. Um. So, a huge point of contention and who can blame her, you know? Yeah. She she didn't have a child because the man she was married to didn't want a child. Yeah. And that's just and for somebody to to tell you you're going to get that wish and you know deep down that like it's so unlikely, it's yeah. I I just don't blame her. I would have lashed out. To her. I probably would have threw something at her.
1: Yeah. I don't think anybody would have reacted. Well to that Especially if you're not really like a True believer
0: Yeah Um, From there we get uh, That little this little mini scene About everybody doing press And how all the press needs to be about Zava but the fun thing In the scene is really just Roy meeting uh, uh, Shandy uh, (laughs) Who Is just Too much man (laughs)
1: She's a lot. She's a lot <laughs> to take. Was <laughs> his response?
0: You're fun. <laughs> I, I, I do love it. He's like, You're fun. Who the fuck is this?
2: <laughs> like, oh, this
0: is Shandy. I told you about Shandy. He's like, Oh, yeah, you're the one that used to eat her hair, right?
1: Oh, my God. And didn't you just get through yes. giving that advice to one of them? Oh, my God. Say something crazy like you eat your hair And it'll go viral I was like oh my gosh (laughs) You have The worst advice for PR Ever
0: Um after this is your Favorite scene and it it's kind (laughs) Of up there for my favorite scene Uh for a lot of reasons But it opens so Well with like Ted Is sitting down to do the wordle I don't know if you do the wordle um
1: I, 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 I have at times But I, I, I did it for like a little while And then I kind of stopped Like when everybody
0: was doing it But Yeah um, He asked Beard what the wordle of the day is And Beard says epic <laughs> Which is such a good burn. It is <laughs> <That makes laughs> And then Jamie comes in To voice his concerns About them putting all their eggs in the Zava basket,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and Beard says that's ironic, and we get this whole exchange where, like, like I said, it's like when Michael Scott proves he's actually a like super like talented salesperson, yes. and you're just like, oh wait, he is smart. <laughs> Jamie's like, I'm not being ironic; I'm being hypocritical. <laughs>
1: that I love that so much and I think it just being like wait is that right and the beard the look of beard's face how it just like totally like transforms as he slowly starts to realize what happened it just it kills me every time
2: yeah and I just
1: and I just love that we're like peeling back the layers to Jamie and like we're just they're just really they just do such a good job with that character and I just I really love
0: him. Yeah, I mean, it's not to keep bringing up other sitcoms, but like there's this episode of Seinfeld where George decides that he's going like he starts dating this woman who doesn't want to sleep together. (laughs) She wants to to date for a while. Um, So he, he is fine. He says fine with it. And so they, they They it goes like weeks, and they're not sleeping together. And George discovers that he's been so preoccupied most of his life by want just wanting to have sex that like when he puts that aside, he becomes extremely intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! And that like kind of feels like that with Jamie, only in, in a less sitcommy way, where when he stopped trying to be this like vapid celebrity he becomes you find that he's like actually a smart person he's funny he's likable you know he's still you know egotistical but he's not like just the dude who's like oh it's all about me um and also he's not a complete idiot so
1: yeah i I think that's what i like about it uh, is that they're, they're, they 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 show that there is a little bit more to him and I was like, yeah, okay, all right, I
0: like this. <laughs> this um, is hilarious. Yeah. It, uh, t- if he trips in almost anybody else up, which he does later in the episode, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, that's funny. It's Beard. Like it's that it's Beard, who is probably like the smartest person in the room at any given time. <laughs> Yes,
1: I know That's what I love about it so much And just like the look of realization Dawning on his face of Oh my god, I got bested by Jamie Tart <laughs> It just
0: was so great <laughs> And the next thing is when we we, it's, I mean, it's clearly written on the board I'm an idiot It's the uh, five four one. Um, 4 one I, I guess I just wasn't paying attention Or yeah, four five one, 5 um, Which is I, you'll explain it better than I can because I don't know the terms like backfield, midfield, whatever.
1: Four defenders on the on the back line, uh, five in the midfield, and one person up top, which is
0: Zava. But then they specifically say it's not about playing defense. It's literally just about stacking everything and pushing the ball to Zava.
1: Yeah, which I mean that's kind of what, what that formation is like designed to do is your it gives you usually i think now don't quote me on this cuz i'm not a super soccer strategist but i think teams usually play that way so that they have they have a stronger offense by having a stronger defense if that makes sense cuz they have a stronger midfield and if your can your midfield plays both offense and defense simultaneously they they do the most running on the field and so you've got usually two extremely talented and strong players playing in the in the middle and of the of the midfield and so it's kind of meant to distribute the ball a little bit better but also be almost a first line of defense and so you kind of like it's kind of like a like a heart, like a full court press in, in basketball. Like you kind of press up, press up the field, and then you get, you just wait for that one opening, and you dump it up, and or dump it out, or cross it in, or whatever to to the, you know, to your to your forward, or you catch them on a breakaway or whatever, with them, you know, kind of trying to stay on sides or whatever. So that's kind of my experience. That's my experience with it. Anyway.
0: Yeah, I, like it. After watching it a few times, it, it makes sense. It's still no less frustrating when the, the people who preached, like, especially Ted, who's preached, like, this whole, I don't want to say inclusivity. But his strategy is, is that it's not about winning. Like, it's about making an impact and doing it the right way when it's all just get the ball to Zava. all. All penalty kicks are Zava All like everything's just Zava 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 And seeing that dawn On some of the players faces Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Like especially uh, Isaac and Colin um, It's Like they're still happy Because they're so sure they're going to win But it's just like They're not really They're not even The team anymore They're just like a tool to get Zaba the ball. Like it yeah. just doesn't matter.
1: And that's the problem when you have a person like that, that's like on your team, that's like supposed to be the the superstar is it, it becomes less about how you function as a team and more about how the team serves that one person. And I, th- I think, I think if it's, if it's not done right, it can definitely be very debilitating to team morale Um, it's usually done in a situation where you kind of like, I mean, kind of like Richmond, they got relegated and now they're back in the premier league and they want to come out with a bang. They don't, they don't want to finish in 20, you know, twenty twentieth 20th place or whatever, 21st place, uh, whatever that joke is. (laughs) Um, and so I, like, I'm, I agree. It feels very anti Ted. At this point, it feels borderline anti Richmond, but it's all because Rebecca has kind of gotten so caught up in we have to prove Rupert wrong. And I think that's what they went to great lengths to establish in the first two episodes. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. And and maybe that's part of why things happened more slowly. and And then we kind of take this approach is to see ultimately that. Ted's way actually works in the
0: you know like yeah I mean it, it, and and I want to I mean, say
1: as, too much without uh, future spoilers but
0: yeah I, as the montage proved this way works too but it's also so one sided that it, it's mm-hmm. just it you know um, and and it plays out over a few episodes um, the the moment between Isaac and Colin is incredibly sweet and just yeah. colin again repeating that mantra of you know it's like isaac says are you okay and he goes i'm still a strong and capable man um he goes okay you're okay um yeah. and then then we get the, the uh, honestly this scene proves exactly like it is the perfect illustration of what you're talking about they're all doing hands in go richmond zava's meditating they finally get his attention, and instead of putting his hand in, he just walks into the center, of so that everybody can just put their hands on him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, just everybody except Jamie.
1: <laughs> I mean, Jamie's. You know, Jamie's. Jamie sees what's going on. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, you guys aren't gonna like this once you figure out how this all plays out." It'll feel good for a little bit Because you'll be on top But then after a while It it won't feel as worth it Because it's not about you It's about
0: him This scene actually And I'm, I'm gonna not say Specifically what it is Because if any You or anybody else Does rewatch it I don't want it to be The only thing that you see But I do want to call it out It has one of the worst cuts From that moment Where everybody's all hands in on Zava To the cutaway that, that's them like all Leaving and Jamie standing there Just staring at them There, there is Something so out of place in that moment That like when it <laughs> cuts I It hurts me so bad And it's only just like a second Or two that they had would have had to cut out And I can't understand why they haven't Gone back and fixed it But oh it bothers me So if, if you want to be like an anxious mess like me, you can rewatch that scene a few times and see if you can find it. Or, or you could just <laughs> not worry about it, which is what most people, I assume, do. Um, but, oh, my God, does it bother me? Um, <laughs> I don't know
1: what you're talking about. And I fall in the ladder camp. I am not yeah. going to go search it out because then it'll stick out and then it'll bother yeah. me.
0: I, I noticed that the second time I watched the episode and since I've watched it so much, like it just bothers me so much and i'm like oh most people don't watch this five or six times
2: and if also they do they're true. not
0: paying so much attention to it um so before we get to the the montage we get ted needing to call his son because they his son has a a big game like a playoff game and he's left his phone at home so he doesn't remember his wife's uh, ex-wife's cell phone number he calls the house and jacob answers and Mm -hmm. we find out in in doing this like actually not terrible donald trump impression
1: no actually it was hilarious i was like oh my gosh that's really good
0: (laughs) yeah um you know which makes it worse when five minutes later because we did talk about this in the last episode or two but uh, this is where we get, like, the full-on confirmation of, like, oh, she's dating their fucking marriage therapist.
1: Right? Oh, my God. This is a bombshell. And I think this, like, probably distracted me from the fact that we we weren't necessarily getting back to the Nate Rupert storyline because we got this. And I was like, What? <laughs> I cannot believe she would do that. I think someone at one point says it's unethical.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, in a later scene, Sassy, uh, who comes into it, says that's borderline unethical. Yes. Um Ted kind of sort of defends it. Um, we can talk about it here. Of it, it had been over a year or close to two years before they had started seeing each other, and but I still. Don't like this is somebody you told all your problems to, mm-hmm. and they can then use that to like kind of manipulate you. Yeah, like maybe it's not manipulation, just more to their advantage. Like, oh, I know all the things that are triggering or that she had a problem with in her marriage, so I can, uh, you know, it, it's like having a fucking cheat code <laughs> to dating somebody and.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean it kind of is But I think, because this will come later So I won't say much on this But I think the appeal for her Is that he's not Ted like, and Meaning like yeah. he's very different than Ted
0: Yeah And, and so, I can get that But like I agree I, with I you, just,
1: I think it's unethical
0: <laughs> I just, I, as a person I don't know how I could be comfortable with that you know it's just like like it's like it would be like if you listen to your friend talk about this guy she was dating and like you knew all the mistakes that she had made and you're like but I kind of like this guy like and you Mm -hmm. run into him a year and a half later and you're like oh I'm just gonna not do those things like I know this is the way, like, oh, he likes, you know, tacos. So I'm just, everybody likes tacos, but still, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to bring him tacos, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do, and, and it's like, I I can understand the, like, knowing it and just kind of sort of wanting to do it. But, like, if you're somebody that took, like, that kind of oath, I don't understand how you can't just recuse yourself. And be like look. I don't think that we should do this. Because it's, it's just not a fair playing field. Because I know so much. You know. And, yeah.
1: I mean it's 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 weird. I just think it's weird. I wouldn't want to date the person. I just like. Told all my baggage to. I don't know. That's just weird to me.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and of course Ted is like. Beside himself for the whole scene. Like he barely says anything except to his son, you know? Yeah. Uh, And I just don't know how his next response wasn't to beard to just look at him and be like, I have to go because I, I," and people can think terrible of me. I don't care. I would have been like, I have to go get on a plane and go back to Kansas City so that I can tell this person face to face. (laughs) <laughs> Just so many things. <laughs> like, but good on Ted for being a better person than me.
1: I think, I think he was in shock. I think he was so caught off guard by that. Not only by the fact that she was dating, because, well, I guess he had gotten hints in an earlier episode that yeah. she was, because he's like, you're the whole Europe joke, you're up late or whatever. Yeah. None of my business. And then,
0: uh, uh, what, uh, at the end of last episode, right? Uh, his son had the infinity gauntlet. He's oh. like, oh, my, my mom's friend Jake got it for me. And he's like, oh, who's Jake?
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's right. The, the thing that, yeah, the bombshell they drop and then ignore for, <laughs> for, <laughs> yeah,
0: for an episode. Well, it was, yeah, it wasn't last episode. It was the episode before that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, the first one. <sighs> yeah. Um, and then, I mean, Ted damn near has a panic attack on the field, like, before the game. Like, we yep. get, like, that music cue, like, all of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the hands, the the whole yep. thing.
0: It, except that Zava scores a goal to open the game from half-field, which <laughs> is... Ridiculous? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, I don't even follow soccer, and I'm just like, you could see that ball coming for so long. <laughs> How do you not stop it?
1: <laughs> yes and no. You I'm not gonna lie, you don't expect someone to launch one off of the the kickoff. I'm i ju- I'm just saying it's ju- it's just not something you do. Um I'm pretty sure that has happened in one or two of my like, my rec league games where someone just like thought it would be funny, launched it, <laughs> and
0: then it just, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh you weren't ready for that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, uh start over. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's kind and, of e- Everybody yeah. just goes ballistic Like, a- I mean, and rightfully so Like, holy shit, man <laughs> Like, what a way to start your your first Like, um, I, I remember when the, the Falcons Drafted Matt Ryan And there was uh-huh. so much doubt about Like, was it the right thing And first play, first snap Like, I forget how many yards it was But it was it was like 40 plus yards 50 yards down the field Touchdown his first fucking throw in the NFL was a touchdown and I was just like <laughs> hell yes of course there's a lot of up and down after that but I still think he's a solid quarterback but yeah. like starting out and just I, I mean not even like oh I got the ball and I ran downfield and scored just from the fucking half, halfway mark goal
1: <laughs> yeah it definitely makes a statement that's for sure
0: um, and cue the montage of like Zava, 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 Zava scoring almost everybody except Jamie being so fucking happy. And uh, like, it, it's a typical sports montage of yes. of positivity and how great is all of this. And then moving up the ranks um, to like, I think like second or third place.
1: Yeah, they by move the up end pretty of high.
0: It. Um,
1: yeah, I don't think it's. I don't. It's close to the top, but I don't think it's like all the way up because they make make a big deal of. Well, next episode is a big deal. Yeah, based on the ranking.
0: So a couple of things stand out in the montage to me. Um,
1: <laughs> all the ridiculous I'm, trick plays.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious if anything besides this like stood out to you. The 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 trick plays, yes, or, or the like the scorpion kick the bicycle kick um like yeah oh that's great but like also this guy's supposed to be a little bit older and he is like you can tell he's older than most of the people he's playing with isn't that really hard on you like to just hit the ground like that
1: I would Um, think so I I mean I think not a lot of people do them for that reason because you're Kind of turning your body at an unnatural angle. And you kind of, the way you have to land, like, I mean, I just feel like it would hurt.
0: Yeah. Um, The the other two big ones are stealing a goal from Jamie. (laughs) It's completely (laughs) unnecessary. The ball is going in.
1: So unnecessary. Kind of made me laugh, though.
0: (laughs) And the fucking tattoo.
1: Yes, 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 yes. The tattoo, yeah, that's what I was alluding to earlier. Very uh, Jesus-y.
0: <laughs> I mean, you tattooed yourself, like, standing in front of a crowd with them praising you. Like, it's not even your face. It's literally your back mm-hmm. tattooed on your back with a crowd of people praising you.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: yep. It's very... <laughs> Meta I guess I don't know It's very yeah. Weird
2: I was yeah. just like
1: Oh my goodness like you could not Be more full of Yourself I love I love that they linger on that And then they cut to
0: like Jamie's
2: face.
1: Yeah. He's just like
0: What a- and he's Happy for a minute because like I, I They're saying it in the montage they They've won I forget who it Is they're playing but it's somebody they've never Beat like they're playing somewhere They've never won
1: yeah
0: and so it's really, really exciting, but then, like, you see that, and, and it, uh, yeah, I'm I'm with Jamie, it's just, like, okay, that, like, even that, it, that's definitely way too far. Like, I get that you're, you're as good as you are, but this is ridiculous.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. That just, yeah, it was kind of, like, a level of, like, narcissism, almost, taken to, like, a different... Just took it to a different level. I was like, ooh, that's fun.
0: Um, so to celebrate, Sam invites everybody to his new restaurant, which we get bits and pieces of in the montage. Um, and it's it's not an opening, but it, it is like just a private thing. And this is where the episode is going to wind up. But there's a lot of stuff that happens in this like six-minute scene. Um, yeah. including Colin introducing his friend yes. to his teammates. Yes. Um
1: I, I must say I did not see that coming on me either. when when I first watched this because he brings him in and I'm like, I don't if we just found out Colin's gay, I don't I don't think anybody else knows. I, I distinctly got the impression he was he was very much still in the closet, at least you know, with his teammates and stuff. And, and then he introduces him, and then they had, like had. Then they joke about him, like, okay, okay, so so dude, dude's in on it, dude's cool with it, you know. He, he gets that he, he hasn't added him, himself to to his teammates and stuff. So,
0: so I, I, I had a, a conversation with my friend Courtney that I've been rewatching. It with she has a lot of problems with this specific storyline because she thinks it's so outdated. And she also doesn't watch a lot of professional sports. And like, I don't I, think I, it's
1: outdated. Not in
0: professional sports. Yeah. So. That's, and that, I come that's what I told her. I, I was like in professional, especially professional men's sports. Especially men. It's not okay for you to be gay. It's, like, just, it's sad, but it's just not. Yeah.
1: They don't want to know. That's the whole don't ask, don't tell. I know that's really from the military, but they yep. it, that is very much. It's very much the same in professional sports. Yeah.
0: and And it's. it's Insane to think about That it's still that way this day And But like you gotta Statistically There's so many people That play in the NFL Not start Not just starters Just So many people That play in the NFL I mean exactly. Can you name Can you name a gay NFL player I'm, I'm sure there's one That is out But he's not starting On the team I don't think Like it's not Anything that you hear Brought up When Like I watch a lot of football yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't come up. No, and
1: it it doesn't.
0: Statistically, they, there has to be at least one. It at
1: yes, yes, no, and I I think I think there are, but I think they very much keep that yeah. under wraps.
0: And and it's just a fucking shame that like that's still such a stigma. Uh, you know, I could kind of understand it in the late '80s, early '90s. Because of like, AIDS was such a scare. It was. I mean, it was
1: I mean, it was an epidemic. I mean, it really
0: was. And so the idea that somebody, like it, it in early on, like if there was so understand. little talk about it. You didn't understand how it was contracted. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for all all most people knew, you got it by somebody's. Like spittle flying on you. And, you know, there's a lot of bodily fluids flying around when you're playing professional sports. Yeah. Um, sweat, blood, tears, spit, um, you know, probably other things. Um, and so I can understand why back then it was just like, you know, and before that, of course, I understand like the whole damn world was homophobic. But we're in yeah. 2023. And it's still not okay to be gay as a man and play professional sports. Yeah. And no, it's, uh, it's insane.
1: I agree. I, I think, I think, I mean, I think, I think it's a shame. And I think the world has come along, come a long way. But I think, I definitely think, especially in the professional sports world, uh, it's not something that happens. And so I, I thought it was a good storyline for them to tackle. Um, yeah. I feel like it brought, you know like some awareness so.
0: That that is the one thing that i'm like the zava stuff I, I i'm used to it but i'm still like did y'all have to like do this storyline colin's storyline i'm a hundred percent on board with i <laughs> wish they'd have spent more time on it
1: yeah um, i kind of wish they'd. yeah i would have rather seen more of that i think
0: so uh sassy shows like we we mentioned earlier uh we already talked about like the her and ted talk but, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, unintentional, that's funny um, <laughs> Her calling out Rebecca, though, like, I love that Yeah, <laughs> I just, I love Sassy, I love yeah. her so
1: much That's such a great character What should we see and, more of her?
0: And she's not, like, she's not really wrong, but, like there's this moment where Rebecca sees Sam talking to the uh, woman that's his chef. And clearly they have a rapport. It, it might uh-huh. not be anything other than just that. But she's clearly so jealous.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you could, it's written all over her face. And then it goes from her, like, Keely watching her. And then it mm-hmm. goes from... And then Keely notices Roy. Yep. And then they kind of, like, look at each other and it's like... Uh, they kind of toast toast to themselves almost and i think that's just before sassy walks up if i'm remembering properly
0: yeah and and I mean you know i you want to pull for Rebecca and sam but like yeah you know yeah. I, I get it too though um but I mean good for Sam so I know. seems to have just let it go
1: yeah well and when i they introduced the chef i i li- i liked her and I liked I liked them I don't i don't I don't remember what I don't remember what may or may not happen with them, but I I liked the two of them, so I was kind of rooting for them in a way. Like I was like, yeah, okay. But then you know they give start. Then we the see the green matchbook, and so it's like, yeah. oh, well, what does that mean? So
0: the my favorite part of this whole scene is Roy and Jamie, though.
2: Oh so, yes,
0: yes. So, um. Pre, says, the prima, prima donna thing yes. is fucking just—it's so good because Roy tries to like justify his his definition of what a prima donna is <laughs> instead of a pre-madonna. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he says pre-madonna is—he uh, says something to the effect of like before Madonna, female vocalists didn't have to try so hard and. <laughs> He's like, have you never fucking heard of Tina Turner, Stevie Nicks? Like, come the fuck on, man. <laughs> that just,
1: that just killed me. I loved that whole exchange. He's like, why did you? He's like, it's prima donna. Why did you say it that way? And Ray's like, what? <laughs> so funny. I love that he calls him on that.
0: And this begins a Roy Jamie thing that kind of started at the end of season two.
1: Kind of like a bromance almost. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I I, like, he, he tells Jamie that he can help make him better, which is also something I had uh, rewatching it with my friend. She was like, how is he going to make him better than Zava? Like he's not better than Zava. And I was like, well, it's the idea of he knows what, needs to be done he just doesn't have the ability to do it and like it's kind of like teaching you know it's like oh I know how I know what it takes to be that good I just don't have the ability to be that good
1: (laughs) yes those who can't do teach right right how the saying goes I don't know how accurate that is but yeah here we are
0: (laughs) and the fact that Roy is able to admit that he sees that in Jamie like is really really big For Roy.
1: (laughs) Right. Oh yes. So true. Oh man. I just I love I love what this kicks off. I love I love what's coming. Me
0: too. Um, We do get a little bit of Zava in the restaurant. It's all very like still more Zava bullshit. The one (laughs) thing I do want to call out is absolutely not loving (laughs) but just appreciating is the asshole is wearing a shirt they just those shirts that say like David and Christina and Brett and like whatever with people's names that mean something like it's whatever. I get that it's some kind of style when people enjoy it. His shirt just says Zava and Zava and Zava and Zava. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my fucking gosh. of course it does. <laughs> of course it does,
1: because that's all that's important to him is
0: just me, 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 me. Um And th- then he pulls Sam aside uh, Or Sam pulls him aside To thank him for coming And he says well, Where do you source your avocados?
1: <laughs> that made me laugh <laughs>
0: Like there aren't a lot of avocados In African cuisine? He's like Not yet <laughs> Oh my like, God. Okay man <laughs> Uh Um, And then we get the the end of the episode, which is uh, Trent excusing himself, you know, as he does, and uh, walking out of the restaurant and seeing Colin and Colin's friend making out in the alleyway. Uh And and absolute fairness to Trent. Dude, if you want to keep that stuff a secret, I understand, like, you haven't seen this guy in a while because they mentioned it earlier in the episode he had flown off. To somewhere for I guess his job or something uh, yeah. some Something he had to go do So it, he'd been gone for a few weeks And but like You you gotta Like if you want to stay secret Man you, you gotta You gotta do better than that
1: <laughs> Yeah I guess In his defense he probably just Assumed that no one Else would be leaving early yeah. Cause he like kind of knows his Teammates but he underestimated Trent
0: Yep um so i'm curious when you first saw this did i I guess kind of sort of spoilers for future episodes did you think trent was gonna like did you think oh shit we're setting up trent the the guy that roy hates
1: yes 100 thought he was i totally did I, I went there, I was like, oh, no, what's he going to do with that information? Oh my God, he's going to, I was like, he's going to out him. He's going to put it in the book. It's going to be a whole thing. Totally. I th- 100% thought that.
0: I thought this is going to be his way back into being a journalist again, is that he's got Ooh. this juicy piece of gossip.
1: I thought he was going to put the bombshell in the book, and then yeah. we would find that out at the end of the season. But
0: we were both and <laughs> Yeah. And, and to be fair, rewatching it now, the music does a lot of work there because it's a very like evil sounding kind of song. (laughs) Like I'm up to no good kind of song.
1: They 100% wanted us to think that like, absolutely. And since this is the end of the episode, can we go ahead and say spoilers? Because I have a question that's technically a spoiler, even though I think we have talked about this before on the podcast.
0: Yeah. So spoilers for future uh, episodes. Um, It's related to this scene. Yeah.
1: Um, So hit me. Okay. Now, you and I have had this discussion because before I had seen not only this episode, but the episode that follows when I believe him and Colin have the conversation. You had said something about Trent being gay. Up until this point, up until that scene, which is yet to come, I don't think they ever established
0: it. They haven't.
1: Because you at one I, point, you're like, you said something about, oh, but but Trent's gay. And I'm like, have we gotten that reveal? And you're like, oh, yeah, we did. Back at the dinner with Ted. And I'm like, I don't think we did.
0: <laughs> I, so he says something to Ted about his partner. And I just immediately read that as, oh, Trent's gay.
2: Uh, okay, that was okay.
0: not a very specific reveal. Like, at it it's just the way i read it and i happen to just read it right
1: yeah yeah no you totally did but i put i was like i don't think so (laughs) so okay that that was yeah that was that was the question that i have they i mean they definitely there's a scene that is coming that definitely solidifies it 100 you get the whole story but yeah okay
0: yeah um Going back and rewatching it since we've had that discussion. Like I, I even posed a question to my friend Courtney. I was like, Did you have any inkling that Trent was gay? Like, because we watched the Amsterdam episode, um, which is where that's very specifically revealed. She was like, okay. No, I had no idea that he was gay. I was like, I felt like I knew he was gay in season one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I did not. I, I definitely I, I did not so and that's and I think that is what makes you well I don't know maybe not you and I both thought he was going to use this information not for good reasons but we just had different theories but yeah I don't know I feel like I feel like knowing that explicitly would have changed the tone of this scene yes which now that you remind me what episode it occurs in is not for another couple episodes that we finally kind of get this closure
0: yeah I think it's two episodes
1: yeah, the Amsterdam one is a couple episodes away. It's episode six.
0: Yeah. And I think um, it's
1: actually called Sunflowers, even though I always call it Amsterdam.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh me too. <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah, I but even then, like I, I when I was watching this as it aired, I had always thought that Trent was gay, but there had always been that, like, you can't trust him. Even though we got, like, him and Roy reconciling, that was mm-hmm. always still kind of in the back of my head. Do I like him? Yes. Would, would I like the fact that he used that, that for bad? No, not really. What I understand it? Kind of. He lost his career doing something, you know, he thought was noble, which, I mean, it was, but... You know, and maybe now he's seeing like, "Oh shit, i I wish I had my job back,
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel like that was you know that was his choice, though I mean he didn't he didn't have to tell Ted, I mean, I'm glad that he did, and that he respected him enough to tell him that, um God, that scene it kills me every time,
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: but um. I don't know. I guess I don't know that I would feel like he was necessarily, like, regretting that. That's why I thought he just wanted – that he his journalist instincts were kicking and he was going to take the information and use it, like, to his advantage as, like, a bombshell
0: yeah. kind of thing. So, um, But, I mean, it turns out, uh, like you said, spoilers, we're both wrong. We're both on, wrong. <laughs> on that account.
2: Yep. Um,
0: yeah, Fun, funniest moment Like there's a lot of funny stuff in this episode Even though I'm still not on the Zava train There is a lot of funny stuff
1: So much funny stuff I, I do think the funniest thing for me Is the, the whole hypocrite versus ironic With Jamie And just it's Beard's reaction It's his face I just It it kills me every time It's just so funny to me They're just watching the realization Dawn on his
0: face <laughs> Yeah, it was really hard for me to pick, um, but I specifically left a moment out to bring it up here. It's at the end of the montage when Zava walks into the locker room to, like, everybody praising him. Mm -hmm. Danny is behind him, just imitating everything he does.
1: Oh, wow. That's funny. I don't think I caught that.
0: And it's so... Ridiculous because Danny's So good anyway And it's just like I get you idolize this guy But like to the point That you're literally becoming his shadow Like it's so Like he does this like Hip thing where he like shakes His hips back and forth and Danny Starts doing it too and like he Starts pointing at everybody and Danny Starts pointing at everybody like oh my God this is ridiculous (laughs) That's hilarious. And then at the restaurant, he's like, "Hey, yes, Sam, oh. is Zama coming? I made him a friendship bracelet."
1: I love the touch that he's wearing the other one. Yeah, like they carried it through. I was like, "Oh, that's good. That's really uh, good."
0: Um, uh. but yeah, D- Danny's stuff in this episode really, really cracked me up. But that, that especially, like, it's so. Like, you have to really kind of be looking for it to see it. But it's just so goofy and funny.
1: That is hilarious. I don't think I picked up on that, that he was doing that. That's really, really funny. And I think what's even funnier about that is like, Danny's every bit as good. As Jamie is like, and he was brought in as a ringer. Like they've yeah. all been brought in as the ringer, but they're all—I uh, mean, aside from Jamie, they're all just like gobsmacked by Zava. Which is, it's just—it's just—it's funny. It's—it's it's messy. Like I mean, if you—I mean, just—just just, yeah, that—that that, he is messy. Like that's exactly I feel like how stuff like that goes. He's a prima donna. <laughs> it's just—it's so
0: funny. It happens on football and baseball teams in America, too. Like, you bring in I mean, the the fucking Jets, <laughs> like, oh. sign Aaron Rodgers, like, yeah. it's going to turn him around. He played four snaps and <laughs> ended his season, possibly his career. I
1: know. My husband's a huge Packers fan, and he just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah,
0: like, That's you know, what you
1: get. <laughs> yep,
0: yep, you know. Um, and, and it's kind of just what happens to the Jets year in and year out. Um, also
1: true The only worst team is the Browns
0: Yeah And They just and who,
1: never catch a break ever Yeah
0: and when they do they'll have a run of good luck And then it's just like oh wait We're the Browns And then everything falls apart
1: Yeah I forget what year it was But I th- weren't they They were going for like the opposite of a perfect season They're going for all losses
0: Yeah I don't know they, if were they were trying to literally like, Just tank the season To yeah, get a better I, draft pick
1: Yeah, and I was like, I don't know if it ever happened, but people were joking about it, calling it, like, the perfect season in reverse or whatever. I don't remember what they're calling it, but I just remember it being, like, a thing. I was like, wow, only the Browns would be that desperate. I can say that because I grew up in Cleveland, so it's cool. Yeah,
0: and I'm not – there's a lot of people that will say, like, oh, Oh. they should tank the – I'm just never a fan of, like, completely tanking anything. Like, you're getting paid millions of dollars. Like – you know, I understand if it's like, well, this is all fruitless, but like people are paying to watch you play. You should still go out there and try, right. <laughs> you know, right. That's kind of how I feel too. Anyway. If I show up at work and tell my boss, Hey, look, like we're an hour into this day. I can clearly tell it's all going to be a wash. So I'm just not going to try or do anything <laughs> for the next <laughs> 10 hours. Like you're cool with that. Right. Fucking no. <laughs> like, no. You're do fired? what you can. <laughs>
1: wow yeah that's hilarious that's a good way to put that in perspective
0: you know i've never um, thought about it that way but it's so true
1: you cool (laughs) if i just take a nap all day thanks (laughs)
0: oh yeah that that would never fly um (laughs) the only time that might fly is if uh sometime on our shift which has happened like the, the whole system goes down or we lose like phones and internet and then it's just like uh, we literally can't do anything because everything we do requires us to be connected to the phones and the internet. Yeah. So I don't know, just play quietly at your desk and when it comes back up, we'll all get back to work.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: that's the worst. Um. So uh, we, we talked a lot about spoilers for the, the future, but specifically the call outs in the, the psychic, like, so much Amsterdam shit, but yeah. I I'm still racking my brain about the thunder and lightning thing.
1: I thought it was connected. I thought it, that it was like the thunder and the lightning, and then you're you're upside down and you're drenched, but you're okay. I thought that was all one thing, and I cannot recall if there's a storm.
0: Or... I don't think so because she's okay. standing on the bridge, and well, that's right. she's she she's just over. standing. Yeah, she's standing on a uh, bike path.
1: Yes.
0: So, so like, everybody's around her. There's people riding their bikes. I'm like, she's not in the middle of a storm That's talking right. on her phone when she gets knocked into the water. I'm, I'm really curious going forward. Because I've seen the rest of the season at least once all the way through. Um, I've seen the Amsterdam episode a couple of times. I'm like, I don't really know. Is that just this vague thing of, like... Uh, the thunder and the lightning is like Rupert. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Cause it's, it's a, it's a vague enough thing. Like, I don't recall her just like being in a storm.
1: I don't either. So I guess that's something that we can kind of look out for. Cause I remembered all the other references, but that one I did not.
0: Yeah. The, the, uh, uh, shite and nining armor, I think yes. comes in the next episode. And might. Or does it come in the Amsterdam episode, where well, she meets up with the guy that that she dumped? <laughs>
1: um, no, that I think that's pre that's pre Amsterdam. I think I could be wrong. So the next episode we have is episode four. It's called Big Week, and that's our um, uh, tee up against West Ham. Yep. Um, where we you know finally get the confrontation we've been wanting, and then after that is an episode called Signs. And that's before the the friendly match in Amsterdam because that's yeah. the following episode. Um, so I think Signs I think is where we start getting a whole bunch of Rebecca stuff. I wanna, yeah, I'm trying to find. I kind of want to find the not synopsis, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. it's called since it's called Signs. I mean, that's very like psychic, like you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I, I just rewatched it. that one and. Did well, you? not just like last weekend, I watched it while I was sick. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, I, I just I'm Googling this episode. It says people also ask, what was Rebecca's prediction in Ted Lasso? What did Rebecca's psychic tell her? Who will Rebecca end up with in Ted Lasso? <laughs> That's
0: yeah, still a lot of questions there. Um you know, uh,
1: okay, I, we're not opening that can of orbs tonight.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm just really so glad it wasn't a Ted and Rebecca thing because there were so many people like they should get together, and I'm like, oh, what fucking show are you watching? <laughs> yeah,
1: I thought early on they were hinting at it, like in the, like the early episodes of season yeah. one, but no, I, I, they, they, click, they quickly moved away from that. And I don't think that's where they were ever going with it. I think that's just what we may have been led to believe at first. So.
0: Um yeah. Uh so uh hopefully next week, fingers crossed, you know, <laughs> things work out. So um uh, we'll we'll be back. Uh we're uh third of the way through the final season. So yeah. We're getting there. Um we're
1: getting there. Making progress.
0: You can check out everything else we're doing over at xwingfiles.com. It's a little quiet right now because you know, my other co hosts uh have one of them's pregnant. And so that's a constant like, yeah, I want to record. And then we get there and it's like, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I get that. That's a problem. Um we're trying to uh to get through Loki. It's not a slog, it's a lot of fun. It's a slog trying to record. <laughs> but <it's>, yeah. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this season of Loki. So
1: Okay. I I, I have to get caught up on it. Um committed myself to another podcast recapping the season when it ends so I I watched the first half of the first episode and uh, I I got interrupted by something and
0: haven't gotten back to it so yeah that's fair I mean so far I don't think anything has happened that's like necessarily earth like earth shattering or, or universe shattering for marvel it's really just kind of fun I'm, Tom Hiddleston's just fucking. I, I don't know. Him. I could watch him do anything.
1: He's so good. I lo- I just I love him as Loki though. He's so good.
0: So so yeah, that's a lot of fun. Uh, that's on the Marvel Fanfare. It, there's a few episodes there. We're we're getting around to it, and then no Star stuff probably for a while because you know, actor strikes and whatnot. So, um, yeah. so and then of course Adam and I are always. Talking nerdy stuff on our podcast Nerdger and everything So um, go check all that stuff out And then Jess has her shows
1: Yeah, so we're over on the podcast Tomorrow's Legends And right now we're in the middle of our uh, Season 3 rewatch for Legends of Tomorrow So we're trying to wrap that up Before the end of the year So if you liked Legends And you're into that You can come and join us for the rewatch Um, we also, you know, covered Superman and Lois, and we covered Stargirl, and of course we covered, originally, Legends of Tomorrow, all the way through, so now that we're going back and doing the rewatch. And I think we're gonna cover something different in the new year. Uh, we've talked about several different things, and at this point I don't remember what it is that we're teasing, so (laughs) it's just something we haven't covered before, so stay tuned
0: for that. I would be really interested to hear y'all talk about uh my adventures with Superman. And I know I've told you that before, but it's such yeah. a fun show. So I
1: know, yeah, you have told me that before. I haven't watched it. I feel like one of my co hosts said they tried to watch it and didn't like it, and I
0: can't remember why.
1: Oh, but that's if, a shame. Or if it was them that told me they didn't like it. Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, I don't I think my problem is is I don't have a good way to get it. But uh
0: yeah. We'll we see. we should talk offline. Okay. <laughs> I can't help you with that. Okay. Sounds good. I'll do I'll just send you my login info. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so uh, yeah, go check all that out. We'll hopefully be back next week, barring, you know, any surprise sicknesses or, you know, child stuff or
1: yeah, you or know, life
0: you know, Shit Yeah,
1: <laughs> kids being kids, things things coming up as they tend to do.
0: So, 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 uh, yeah, we'll see you guys then. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk.
2: Bye.